0: Petri Dish is a product of Petri Dish Media, all rights reserved. Petri Dish is a science comedy podcast and should not be used as medical advice. Do not get medical advice from a podcast. And therefore,
1: as a free man, I take pride in the words, Ich bin ein. Science! Science! (laughs) Science! I know the human being.
0: And fire can cause just peaceful. This without finding. Do you experience digital eye strain from too much blue light exposure from digital screens? Baxter Blue glasses are not your average frames. These blue light lenses filter 80% of the highest energy blue light, eliminating 99% of glare. The past year, we have all been glued to our devices more than ever. And you know, for this show, I end up having to do a lot of research and read a lot of articles online. I mean, staring at my screen for hours and hours as I write up the show notes and everything. Our exposure to digital light has soared and our eyes and our sleep are suffering as a result. Baxter Blue is also a force for good and provides a pair of reading glasses for someone in need for every pair sold. This is eyewear built for our digital age. And Baxter Blue is giving our listeners 10% off your next purchase of blue light, sleep, or kids' glasses. Click the link in our show notes for your exclusive discount. This is the sign you've been waiting for, to invest in blue light glasses.
1: We know you will love your Baxters, and we know that you will feel the difference. Hey guys, welcome to Petri Dish, I'm Nathan. I'm Sean. And this week, we're going to figure out why Sean won't watch movies with me anymore. We're going to really psychoanalyze it, and really dig in deep. (laughs) It's been... One week since you looked at me. (laughs) It's been
0: 25 years since I've watched a movie with you.
1: That's not true. We watched that (laughs) Swedish one that dad, like, hated. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What what was that called? Force Majeure.
0: Yeah. I really,
1: I think it's a really good movie.
0: I really enjoyed that movie. It did make me uncomfortable from time to time. (laughs) But, you know, I thought it was a really (laughs) solid movie.
1: For you guys who don't know, it's about a man who runs away from his family when he thinks there's an avalanche. And I just really sympathize with that impulse.
0: Yes. And also... This is Petri Dish,
1: no longer
0: a science podcast. Yeah,
1: it's true. Now a movie review podcast, only for
0: European yeah. movies.
1: Movie review with Nate.
0: Okay. All right. This episode is not about any of that shit. Okay, cool. What this episode is about is
1: some recent news that came out of the U.S. FDA and CDC. Right, it's another kind of one of those esoteric subjects that we like to do from time to time. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Unrelated to our daily
0: lives. (laughs) They have called for a brief halt to the Johnson & Johnson COVID vaccine rollout.
1: Yeah. And that's caused a bit of a stir. And if I may, it's caused a bit of a stir in part because it's... You know, I think the context is like a lot of the other adenoviruses or adenovirus-based vaccines... Uh, have had similar blood clotting issues. And also, they don't cause that many blood clots, right? <laughs> yeah, there's this kind of interesting meta discussion
0: going on about whether they should or shouldn't have called for a halt. right? Like, was that too much? Or, like, was that too little? Like, yeah, right. there's there's a, this big conversation. The first it. meta conversation that hasn't made me want to shoot my brains out. <laughs> oh, wow, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, it is pretty similar, to uh, some of the things that they're seeing in Europe with the AstraZeneca vaccine. Right. Right. And with AstraZeneca, there's been, you know, a couple hundred people
1: who have suffered from blood clots. Right. And it's not that that is due to that vaccine. But most of them aren't even Catholic anymore. Right. Like they're not going to confession. They didn't buy indulgences. Right. So, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying, like, is it is it because of the vaccine or, or are they sinful? It is hard to tell, because, <laughs> it's because <hard> to tell. <laughs> Europe has been on the path
0: to moral degeneracy for some yeah, time that's now. True, that's true, Oh, <laughs> um, fuck.
1: Ever since Pope Urban II and his dastardly crusade, you know? Yeah, well, they got rid of indulgences, didn't they? They did, and that was the first step towards damnation. Yeah, if you can't pay money to make sins go away, I don't yeah. know what we're doing anymore. Yeah, didn't they look at Citizens United? <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. All right, so... This week on Petri Dish, what we're talking about is we're talking about these vaccines that seem to have this kind of blood clot thing going on. We're going to talk about what blood clots are in general, and then we're going to talk about what we know about the specifics for this particular kind of clot.
1: Right. So um, let's just talk real quick about the world of vaccines again, or COVID vaccines. Uh, It's been a while since we have. The mRNA vaccines are just, like, fucking doing bonkers great, right? Like, everyone loves them. They're just, like, lovely. Only Americans can get them for now, right? Because, woo, America, right? I believe that some other countries have
0: really small amounts of those mRNA Mm. vaccines. Right, like Saudi Arabia, the UAE. We link them to arms deals, right? Uh, I was hearing from somebody that, like, Every once in a while, a Korean will like find a Moderna vaccine somewhere. <laughs> They're like, oh, what the hell is this doing here?
1: They're talking about Stacy. talking about my wife.
0: So, real quick, the mRNA vaccines that we're talking about right now, those are the ones you'll hear about uh, being from Moderna or Pfizer slash BioNTech. Right. right. Those are the two big ones that have been approved in the United States. And in terms of the blood clotting situation, they are not on
1: the radar, right? Hell. They're not on the map. They don't appear to be causing any kind of blood clotting right. issues. And hell, just for good measure, they also seem to provide some efficacy against like other variants of COVID that we found so far, right? Yeah, yeah, they do. And they cause no trans, like, you can't even transmit
0: COVID if you got them. It does seem to really, it reduces the virus titer that they can find in people. Wow. Really low to the point where it's doubtful that most of those people are able to spread it. Wow. Okay, so just like, woo, go USA. Well, I mean, sure, BioNTech is a German company, right? So, like, that, that's kind of a different situation. Sean,
1: if it wasn't for the Marshall Plan, okay, they wouldn't be anywhere. <laughs> yeah,
0: that's true. Right? That's true. We, <laughs> we butterfly-affected yeah. our way into this right, right.
1: When the greatest generation, okay, <laughs> went and saved Private Ryan, okay, they were laying their groundwork for this.
0: And there's a lot of good news, because the mRNA vaccines, one of them was also, they recently wrapped up a clinical trial where they were looking to make sure that it worked in kids from ages 12 to 16. Right. 12 to 15. We got pretty good
1: news for that too, right?
0: Yeah, as far as they can tell, it was 100% efficacy. Fuck, dude. So, you know, they're probably going to roll that up to the FDA and be like, hey, can we expand the age range there?
1: Are we about to have like an explosive revolution in mRNA technologies, dude?
0: Oh, well, I mean, now that you mention it, they did have those early results showing, I think it was 91% efficacy for an HIV vaccine yeah. that was based on mRNA technology.
1: So. Yeah. And for you guys who don't know, HIV stands for hippo Immune Fuck! <laughs> I just watched that HBO show, too. I should remember this. <laughs> no, but anyway, that's cool. <laughs> wow. I,
0: I love the hippo part.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's one of those interesting things where it doesn't actually stand for anything. right? <laughs>
0: like, I, just like the so UN, nice? you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh that's great. Okay. But so we've just spent uh I don't know, at least a couple minutes talking about the vaccines not related to this topic. Right, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> so Let's... which are the ones we're, you know, actually right. talking about here. Right. Right. So the AstraZeneca and Johnson and Johnson vaccines are the ones that are in the news right now and they are what are called adenovirus vaccines.
1: Right. Okay. So where we took that good old chimp shit, right? Yes,
0: AstraZeneca used a chimpanzee adenovirus. Right. Johnson & Johnson used
1: a human adenovirus. Do you think it's more unethical because the chimp could talk? (laughs) 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 And consider the scientists' its parents? I think it's... More ethical because you can ask for consent. Right, right, right. Somehow, <laughs> even if you don't get consent, it still feels a little more ethical than when it just can't give it at all. It had the chance to say no. <laughs> right, right, right. Even if we didn't listen. That has to be better.
0: <laughs> okay. Wow. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> This is all bad.
1: Well, we're also kind of an ethics pod, we're really diverse in our subject matter. <laughs> that's that's not even close. I didn't say it was good ethics. <laughs> yeah, it's <a> very unethical. <laughs> okay, well, anyway, so they're adenoviruses.
0: Yes. Yes, that's what we're yes. trying to start. And the thing about adenovirus vaccines, you know, if people want, they can listen back, right? We had a coronavirus vaccine episode where we kind of went further in depth on all the differences, but... The adenovirus part is basically the packaging that delivers some DNA. Right. And the DNA is coding for the spike protein of the coronavirus. Okay. So these adenoviruses can infect our cells, but they don't, like, kill our cells or anything, so they don't really cause damage. Right. All they do when they infect our cells is deliver that
1: DNA. Okay. And, like... This is pretty solid theoretical stuff, right? I mean, like, the vaccines, they're not quite as sexy as the mRNAs. The efficacy isn't quite as high. But, like, pretty fucking high in the history of vaccines, right? Like, these guys were topping around, like, six, 76 or 80 or... I mean, is like, a lying sack of shit. So, like, who, re- who really knows? <laughs> AstraZeneca's
0: <laughs> a little confusing. Their numbers are kind of all over the place, yeah, yeah. depending <laughs> on whether it was in Brazil or the UK right, or right. You know, all this other stuff. Yeah. But, yeah, in principle... The fundamentals of this idea are fine, and they do work as vaccines. Right. And, you know, in a certain sense, they're actually kind of similar to the mRNA vaccines. Right. Because in both cases, you have nucleic acid that's coding for the spike protein. Right. For the mRNA vaccines, it's mRNA. For the adenoviruses, it's DNA. Yes. But in both cases, nucleic acids. And then you have a delivery system. Yeah. The adenovirus or... For the mRNA ones, it's a nanoparticle, a cool. lipid nanoparticle. Right, which is why it's cooler. Well, that's yeah, that's pretty sexy. It's pretty sexy <laughs> but the adenovirus ones can be stored at
1: higher temperatures. Right. right? So you Whereas can use the, a refrigerator. The mRNA ones I'd guess, still got to be like, what, like negative 80? Yeah, yeah. One of them's
0: n- Celsius. Negative oh, 80 Celsius shit. or negative 20 Celsius. Okay. Yeah. So pretty cold. Pretty cold. But, you know, like you had kind of brought up, the two different companies here, AstraZeneca and Johnson & Johnson, Same principle idea, but they actually use different viruses. Okay. Both adenovirus, one a chimpanzee adenovirus, one a human adenovirus. Cool, cool, cool. And then another difference: AstraZeneca's
1: actually requires two vaccine doses. Right, the J and J only—you only need one jab of the Johnson. That's a one, yes. It's a one Johnson jab. Exactly. Right. Okay. Whereas AstraZeneca, that's a double team situation. Right. It's so like a lot of senators—they got one jab of the of, of LBJ. That was the end of that. They're voting for that civil rights bill.
0: So AstraZeneca, and actually the amount of time between doses of AstraZeneca. Is like a little bit in flux. Right. Like so many other things with AstraZeneca. Yeah, gosh. Um, They just put out a study that says waiting 12 weeks is better than waiting six weeks for the second shot of AstraZeneca. 12 weeks? Yeah. That's so long. Right, because Moderna and Pfizer
1: were talking three and four weeks. And I remember when it first came out, people were still complaining. Like, is anyone really going to get the second shot? Right. 12 weeks? Yeah. That's... Most people are going to be dead in 12 weeks. <laughs> that's
0: three months later. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, so there's some interesting differences there. But anyway, that's kind of a broad overview. What are we talking about when we're talking about these different vaccines? The next thing that I think we should talk about is what's the deal with
1: clotting? Right. You know? You know, just could... let's take, let's go to fundamentals. Yeah. What is blood clotting anyway? Yeah. yeah. And like, yeah, Seinfeld stuff. Like, what is the deal with clotting? Yeah. So... I was gonna do like a guitar noise, but then I realized I don't really remember what it sounds oh, like. Oh yeah, it's a, it's like a bass kind of. Yeah, it's like.
0: Right,
1: right. Okay. So. So that. <laughs> and, then, and so. Uh, let's talk about it.
0: <laughs> okay. So clotting or coagulation is a process that turns blood from a liquid to a gel-like solid. Right. This is why
1: like milk coagulates into curds. Yeah, and, and, then, and then you press the curds and, and let them age in a key. There is stuff called clotted milk. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a
0: thing you can put in your mouth.
1: It's the only thing I drink. Well, yeah.
0: you don't really drink it. I suck. Because
1: it's kind of a... Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I vacuum suck the <laughs> clotted milk. But okay, yeah, so I mean, this is what happens with scabs, right? Is you have a cut the Blood's like, and then it kind of like hardens, it coagulates, yes, if you will, yes, <laughs> into will. a solid, if you will, <laughs> yes, excellent. <laughs> there was a map in Halo 1 called Coagulation. Yeah. I remember when I was a kid, thinking that was really funny. The map design didn't have much to do with liquid, certainly solids, though. Yeah, well, what's the deal with that? I don't know, maybe it's called Quagmire. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that makes it a little bit more sense. Anyway, <laughs> normally coagulation and clotting are things that are a response to a wound, right. or basically a damaged blood vessel. Okay? Right. Which means it can actually be internal. Right? It doesn't have to be an external right. wound. Right. That
1: makes sense. Okay. Pretty much,
0: if a blood vessel is broken a little bit, clotting begins to happen. Right. Okay? And it's actually a pretty complicated process that involves what's called a cascade. Okay? And what that means mm-hmm. is one thing happens. And that causes something else to happen. Okay. But (laughs) in (laughs) in the process of that cascade, it can be amplified. Okay. So that's the idea is that like one initial thing happening. Right. Can cause a lot of stuff to happen very quickly. Right. And that's because you don't want to be just like squirting blood all over the place. It'd be nice if that got patched up sooner rather than later. Okay. Because it's so complicated... I am not going to say many, many, many of the words that are involved when you learn about it in like a like a higher level biology course
1: oh. because
0: there's so many fucking words. It's right. so annoying. So I'm going to try to simplify it a lot so that we can kind of cut some of that out. There's a few of those words that are going to creep in because they're important for understanding the rare kind of clotting scene with like the AstraZeneca vaccine, for example. Well, lay but, it on me, daddy. Okay.
1: So. Zaddy. Right. Because you're a hot daddy. Oh, okay. You're not a dad, I guess.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it super works
1: either way, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, daddy, keep
0: going. (laughs) So there's, I would say, maybe a few main factors, okay? There's proteins that are kind of floating around in your blood all the time. Right. Okay? And then there are platelets also floating around in your blood. What are these proteins doing in my blood? They are there to kind of help cause a clot as soon as there's any kind of opening in your blood
1: vessels. okay so that is their intention right or their, the that reason is their, there. That, that <laughs> is their purpose intention.
0: and they are basically they're kind of locked into your bloodstream so oh, they're, okay. they're not ever supposed to see sort of the other side of the blood vessel wall wow new movie idea on the other side of the blood wall right it's yeah. so about this protein yeah it like, breaks free and he's like siddhartha kind of and he doesn't know what's on the other side right 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 Okay, God, what a rich punk, right? (laughs) What a brat. So so you have these proteins hanging out in there. A lot of them are enzymes that are like waiting to be activated. Yes. And then you also have platelets. Platelets are like zombie cell fragments.
1: Okay, okay. They're like
0: not actually cells. Right. Uh, What happens is in your bone marrow, there are these gigantic crazy cells called megakaryocytes. That's cool. And they like sort of like stick their arm out. Into the bloodstream. Yeah. And then their arm gets ripped to shreds. Mm. And those shreds are platelets.
1: Oh, wow. That's weird. It is weird. (laughs) So it puts its arm
0: out on purpose. Yeah. To get torn up into platelets. Yeah.
1: So that's kind of like a very like Cthulhu cultist kind of vibe. Or maybe it's like the way that I always remember it is I think platelets and I think plates. And then I think Beauty and the Beast and how all those dishes were like these zombified French peasants and servants who were singing songs in this endless doom spiral, right? So that's how I think about them. And they always patch up the emotional wounds between the two main characters.
0: Oh, that's interesting. I never thought about them as zombies. I just thought French peasants naturally sang music repetitively over and over again to get through their lives. Yeah, that's... I mean, (laughs) zombie is a French word. (laughs) (laughs) I see. (laughs) Great. Yeah. (laughs) It was coined by Montesquieu
1: in his satire (laughs) of the the Three Estates. I, I hope... Any listeners <laughs> cares about, like, any part of this? <laughs> well, if they're students of history, they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: All those uh, history students. Okay. <laughs> so, we got the platelets. We got proteins. And then we have signals on the cells and the extracellular matrix that's on the other side of your blood vessel wall. Okay. Okay. We have the inside of the blood vessels. That's where the red blood cells are and right. all that stuff. And then you have all the shit in your body that's on the other side. Right. Right. Your muscles and your tissues and organs and all that stuff. Those cells play an important role in coagulation as well. Interesting. Because they have on their surface all of these signals. Right. Where if stuff in your blood sees those signals, it knows it fucked up. That makes sense. Because it should never be seeing those signals. Right. And so basically an example of one of those things is collagen. Right. Okay. Collagen is something that things that are trapped inside of your bloodstream should never see. Right. And so if they do, that means that there's a leak somewhere, and they start flipping out, and that sets off a cascade. And basically that cascade, one of the parts of that is platelets slamming into any kind of crack in the wall in the blood vessels. Okay. And will kind of lay down there to physically patch up the crack. Mm, not unlike zombies. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think there was a scene in I Am Legend or something like that. where, yeah, like, where he kills his dog.
1: That's the only one I remember. Man, are those zombies or are those vampires? Uh, Well, it kind of got muddled in the movie, right? Because I think in the original IP, it's more like vampires. Okay. But Will Smith read the script and was like, what are these things, man? Make them zombies. He's like, <laughs> "Zombazoo, zombazoo." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Okay. Anyway,
0: so the platelets, they'll crash into any kind of crack in the blood vessel. They'll start to patch it up. There are enzymes that will get activated by, like, seeing... Um, platelets, once they're activated, they'll put things on their surface. Right. Those can activate enzymes that are floating around the blood. Makes sense. Those enzymes will grab other stuff in the blood called fibrinogen and cut it. And that turns into fibrin. And fibrin is kind of like a fibery kind of thing that, like, is it's like a sticky fiber oh. that will form its own kind of patch in the area okay. and kind of gum things up. So there's all of these processes going on and just the main point is to like build a clump of shit there and reinforce it so that blood doesn't keep leaking out of your blood vessel
1: all right right, all right all right
0: and you know the thing is that when a clot is forming it could just be totally fine like it it could just do what it's supposed to do which is patch up the blood vessel and
1: eventually the blood vessel will heal and the clot can go away so how does it enter into that unfortunate like, 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 how does it become a runaway clot where, like, it doesn't stop clotting or, I don't know, like, how, how does it block a blood vessel? Sure. So, sometimes there can be a lot of
0: the damage signal in the area, mm. and that can cause excessive clotting. Right. Or the damage could be really serious, and it requires a lot of platelets to dogpile. Yeah. But it's so much that it starts to occlude the vessel. It starts to block off right. the blood
1: vessel. Or the clot could be anti-vax, ideologically, and could want to make vaccines look bad. I mean, that's what's going on here, right? (laughs) I see. Um,
0: But there's a lot of pathological things that can also cause clotting. Right. So, like, there can be drugs and other things in your bloodstream that can cause platelets to freak out and start clotting. Even, like, it can cause them to start clotting not attached to a blood vessel wall. So, Mm. it's like they're not even patching anything up. Just, like, sitting in the middle of the bloodstream, they can start to form, like, a clump.
1: Hmm. Is this what's going on with six people out of six million with the johnson and johnson or whatever it's like their blood signals just freak out at the adenovirus that's being used like what's going on there we'll get into one second
0: well but the main thing i want to close out with this before we go to a break is just that like there's a lot of things that can happen in our lives that can increase our risk of getting blood clots right so for example stress uh, yeah Probably. Probably, <laughs> probably. yeah. It just so. helps cause everything. Well, is a high blood pressure can increase the odds right. of clots, uh, right. and stress can cause that. Right, um, bubble gum. Being postpartum. Yeah. So, given birth to a child, yeah. the three months afterwards, you are at an increased risk of having blood clots. Crazy. So, there's all kinds of shit out there that yeah. can do that, and it kind of seems that a couple of these vaccines are on that list, but they're not necessarily normal blood clots. So... Let's take a break, and then when we come back, let's do it.
1: Culture news! Sean, did you see any of the movies that are up for the Oscars? No, I don't think so. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> and that was another installment of Culture News! So Sean, just for the sake of gender parody, what specifically male thing... Leads to an increase in blood clot likelihood or whatever. Is it like um, like testicular torsion or <laughs> or like ball balls like transplanted?
0: Like uh, high blood pressure, I think, is a little bit more common in
1: dudes. Mm, okay, okay, yeah. So yeah. how about that? Okay, sure, I'll take it. <laughs> okay, hey, so we're back. Let's talk about some specific clotting situations that might help elucidate what's going on with the AstraZeneca and the uh, other guy.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yes, Johnson Johnson and Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, very generic names. (laughs) Back in the 1960s, there was this odd situation that was popping up from the use of a drug that had been in circulation for 30 years already since the 1930s, a drug called heparin. Wow. Okay, Heparin is still in use today. It's an anticoagulant. Okay. okay. It's a drug that inhibits thrombin, which is the enzyme that cuts fibrinogen to form fibrin, which is a sticky fiber and that's right. important for helping to make clots. So, Okay. So, heparin helps keep clots from forming. That means that you can treat people with heparin to prevent the formation of blood clots, or you can treat people with heparin if they already have a blood clot and you need to try to get rid of it.
1: Okay. Okay? Well, I mean, so it already kind of is fucking around with the whole clotting situation. So, I mean, it must make sense if it kind of fucks up some shit every once in a while, right? Well, so
0: what was the odd situation in the 1960s? What they right. were
1: finding... Right. Is that, that some people who took heparin could actually become empaths. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> they could see into the future. Yeah, this is the basis of Stranger in a Strange Land by Heinlein. Oh, it was after a heparin trip that he was on. What was the Tom
0: Cruise vehicle? The Tom Cruise science fiction vehicle? They had precogs that could see oh, the future. Oh, Minority Report. Yeah, right. that's what I thought you were
1: going to do. Yeah, because all the precogs were Asian. Right, so is, that, <laughs> is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> and they're doing a census. They're doing the census for 2040 preemptively, so that the Republicans can take more seats. <laughs> Very confusing. So It's um, a minority report. Yeah, that's, that's,
0: <laughs> the plot slightly different than what I remember. Yeah, that's it's, odd.
1: And a lot changed the adaptation. I got you.
0: Okay, so what was happening in the 1960s? Were there were some people who came in with a blood clot and were being treated with heparin, mm. and then the blood clot would get bigger. Okay, so that's like the opposite of what it's supposed to do. So that's that, funky. That is opposites. Right. And so, first of all, that's like, okay, there's more clotting, and that's not good. Right. But then also, some of those people were more likely to kind of excessively bleed. Interesting. So that means there's little platelets. Right. That would suggest that, like, for whatever reason... They're having an issue where they're having a hard time clotting. Okay. And when they looked in their blood, they saw low platelet levels. Right. Even though they have a clotting... There's, like, a big clot. Right. So they're having a clotting problem, but in both directions, caused by a drug that's supposed to make you not have clotting problems.
1: I mean, what's going on? Is there, like, a little bit of heparin that can, like, break off and, like, be like a platelet and fuck up some shit or something? I don't know what's going on.
0: Right. So what is interesting is that on platelets... There is a protein called platelet factor four. Mm -hmm. And platelet factor four kind of likes to bind to negatively charged stuff,
1: and heparin is negatively charged. So, can I make a digression? Sure. I'm sorry. I'm going to apologize preemptively. Oh. In college, I tried to make an expression of thing that I called jizz factor five. And then I was like, if you're driving really fast. In Portland, like driving fast is like 65, right? You hit 65 and you're like, jizz factor five. And, and, and I, I got my buddy who's a nice guy to say it for a while. But that was about it. So, <laughs> so when you said platelet lit factor four, it just, it just brought me back. Just so that we understand.
0: <laughs> you paused the episode so that you could tell me a story about a saying you came up with that only one other person in the world has ever said? It would be better if
1: it was literally paused. But instead I made sure we were still recording. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you derailed me just so we could do this. That's great. So, so we're That's at, fantastic. So we're at platelet factor four! Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Um, and very similar to jizz factor five. Yes. Platelet factor four likes to bind to heparin.
1: Right, right. And
0: when it binds to That's heparin... That's why jizz is so dangerous in the bloodstream. <laughs> When it binds to heparin, for some reason, that complex of platelet factor 4 bound to heparin can be recognized by some antibodies. Okay.
1: Why does not that happen in every person who takes heparin? Why does it only happen sometimes? Right.
0: Probably a genetic predisposition.
1: Ah, so... They should die off (laughs) because they're not fit. That's not how we do things (laughs) anymore. Charles Darwin was very clear. (laughs) Natural selection only applies to nature, (laughs) not society. So the factor four,
0: binding to heparin, an antibody coming in, slamming on that. Right. What it does overall is it activates the platelets inappropriately. Right. And so you end up having platelets pretty specifically forming clots in places. Right. And that does cause your platelet levels to drop because they're getting used up inappropriately and they're forming these clots and that can make existing clots bigger. Right. That issue is called heparin-induced thrombocytopenia. Okay. Um, <laughs> is, that, is that good for you? <laughs> Pena. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's uh, the nation of dick.
0: Penia, interestingly, is when you have low levels of some kind of cell. What are you trying to say about me, bro? <laughs> Saying I got a penia problem,
1: bro? <laughs> so,
0: so yes, what, what it means is people are developing blood clots that have these low levels of platelets in their blood, okay? Okay. I'm bringing this up because it is very, 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 very similar to what's seen in the patients that are having clotting issues after getting the AstraZeneca vaccine.
1: Okay, so, I mean, boom, case closed then, right? It's like something about the fucking adenovirus. Platelet factor 4 is like, ah. Right on to there. I mean, is it the same thing? It seems pretty likely. Wow. Fairly likely.
0: So, just as a numbers situation, for AstraZeneca, right now the stats are 1 in 100,000 appear to have some clotting issue. The thing is that one thought at first was like, oh, maybe these patients... Are having an issue where they had some past exposure to heparin okay. and that like prompted them to have more of these antibodies and yeah like, blah blah blah.
1: but upon surveying those patients it's apparent that not all of them are on
0: heparin right or have had a past exposure to heparin so right. basically i think what you were going for is probably correct okay that platelet factor four which likes negatively charged things yeah is binding to something negatively charged in the astrazeneca vaccine formulation yeah. and it's not entirely clear what it is interesting the first thing that pops into my head is that dna is negatively charged and so maybe there's viral kind of shearing or something like that so it's, mm. viruses uh I they like get, they get well, sheep no not that kind of can be shorn uh, <laughs> viruses get by by there being like a fucking crazy shitload of them right? right they're not super sturdy some of the time so getting put into your bloodstream or getting injected through a needle could be enough to, like, tear some viruses open. Interesting. Okay. So, my first thought was DNA. I have no idea if that's true or not. Right. I feel like people get injected with DNA otherwise and don't necessarily Mm. have clotting issues, so I don't know. There's still plenty of mysteries. Believe me, they're looking into it. My second thought is magic. Oh. Yes or no? Only negatively charged magic. Ah, there we are. (laughs) Yeah, Um, earth
1: magic. (laughs) Huh. Because it's grounded. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, I'm smart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I buy it. all these devious ways. <laughs> That's good. That's
0: good. Okay. Um, <laughs> <but> so, <laughs> so all of that, though, that I was yeah. just saying was about AstraZeneca and not the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Okay. Oh, okay. so is it a, a different thing going on with J&J? We don't know yet. All right. It's so recent, right? And it's six people. Right. So it's kind of hard to tell. AstraZeneca, we're talking about hundreds. Yeah. Johnson & Johnson so far, one in a million. Okay. And it's six people total that we know about. Yeah. What they've had in common is that they've had a kind of clotting situation called cerebral, venous, sinus, thrombosis. Okay. okay. Si- si- those words, but maybe slightly changed on the ends, like sinusoid or something like you that. You could have fooled me, baby. But cerebral, venous, sinus, and thrombosis. Okay. And the thrombosis means that they have clots. Mm hmm. The cerebral, venous, and sinus part of it is talking about where those clots are, which is the sinus veins running from your brain, which is basically like blood draining from
1: your brain. That's where they're finding those clots. Mm. Do you think if it like kind of is a little embarrassing, they won't say where mine are? Oh, mine is, oh, like is Eurogonad like... Anal, <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I'd prefer if they didn't mention it. You no. know, <laughs> I, I think you won't get very much of a say about it. <laughs> <laughs> like, please, doctor, <laughs> please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one person has died, right, amongst yes. the J and Jers. Yes. Wow. Yes. So you know, I think
0: right now the main thing that they have in common is that the Johnson Johnson, AstraZeneca vaccines are both adenoviruses. They are not the only adenovirus vaccines out there. China has a
1: couple. Russia has at least one. Right. right. Sputnik five is an adenovirus vaccine. Right. And I mean, it's named after how many people have this problem? One in five. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, well, I mean, as far as I know,
0: I haven't heard any news that yeah. they're causing a huge problem or anything. Right. But it could be, mm-hmm. you know? Well, just, We're not totally sure. Right. And maybe it's not the adenovirus itself. Maybe it's some kind of excipient that's added into the vaccine formulation that's the mm. problem. We don't know. And we're going to look into it. Right? What was that word you just
1: said? Excipient. Nice. An insipid incipient. <laughs> what would that mean? Excipient. <laughs> a, a stupid added product thing. Mm, yeah. Nice. Nailed it. I was trying to think of an example. Like, if you put, like... Gum extract into some already good gum. <laughs> That'd be pretty dumb, right? It's already good gum.
0: That is dumb. <laughs> um, okay, so this cerebral venous sinus thrombosis, C- CVST, that's something that we're seeing from Johnson & Johnson. This vaccine is not the only thing that can cause people to be more likely to have it. Oral contraceptives that women take, for example, birth control pills, can increase the risk of CVST. Wow. So, you know, I mean, that's just, I guess, that's an element of reality is people can
1: generate blood clots and, you know. Yeah, okay. And just to assert one more time before we take a break, with AstraZeneca, we have, like, a pretty good theory of what's going on, although we definitely haven't sorted it out yet, and it's also more common. Well, I want to rephrase that because it's not common, but it's happened to one out of 100,000 people. Yeah. Whereas the Johnson & Johnson is much rarer, but because it's rarer and we have the evidence of it more recently— we don't really know what's going on yet.
0: Yeah, and the AstraZeneca vaccine, uh, a lot more doses have been administered. Right. The Johnson & Johnson right now, it's something like 6.8 million doses and six people. So, right. Yeah, I mean, you can do the math. That's pretty easy. I can Six can't. and six. Come on. I can't do the math. Come on. Anyway, so the point is, yeah, these things are rare, and it may end up being the case that the two of them have completely separate blood clotting issues that yeah. are unrelated to each other. Interesting. Even though they're both the same type of vaccine. Yes. Okay. But basically, we don't quite know yet. As more information comes out on the Johnson & Johnson patients, Yeah. then maybe we'll get a little bit more info that could help back up. I will say that the AstraZeneca problem, that kind of clotting problem, there's a really simple kind of antibody test you can do mm. to see if they have the antibodies that bind platelet factor 4. Oh, that's cool. So it's pretty easy to tell if this problem's out there. Right. That's why there's a paper that I read, published really recently, that's like, hey, we looked in the blood of a bunch of these AstraZeneca patients that had this problem, and yeah, we see the antibody
1: there. Right. Whereas with J&J, we just don't know yet. Right. Right. So, I mean, in general, though, I like... This is still... These vaccines are do doing a lot better than past vaccines, right? Just, like, generally speaking. Uh, I mean, it depends on the past vaccine. Right, right, right. Um, All right. Yeah. But- I mean, but, like, pharmaceutical companies really kind of hit it out of the park on this one, right? I mean, doesn't it seem like such a strange time to start regulating them and putting onerous... Oh, like- uh, what is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, like, why do we want to kill innovation in America? Oh, my God. It's gotten so naughty so quickly. <laughs> yeah. Let's take a break. I was going to say cruise back- the other day. <laughs> when we get back... <laughs> He's right!
0: <laughs> let's talk about, you know... What are we doing here? Right. How do we use any of this information in our daily lives and as, you know, global citizens? Yes, as
1: consumers of many vaccines. Yeah, I've had them all. What? (laughs) Let's take a break.
0: The following is an actual advertisement Snark Tank is a roundtable discussion about weird and wonderful inventions throughout history.
1: They're functional, they're practical. They're durable, they're breathable, but, like, you could survive the winter in a pair of jorts if you had to. But sometimes it's not. But I, I, hope, you, I hope you are aware that I do have a second mic plugged in, and I am foleying my farts. Oh, good, 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 good. During every episode of True Blood, my couch cushions were probably as wet as the Louisiana Bayou. <laughs> 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 what, what an attractive way to describe that. I'm Drew. And I'm Britt. Join us every other Wednesday for new episodes. Snark Tank is now available on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you download your podcasts. Okay, we're back. The <laughs> Petra deal. Thank God. Um, so, Sean, you were going to tell me about how we live our <laughs> life. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> No. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> None of this.
0: <laughs> okay. So, how do we contextualize any of this information? Right. Okay. First of all, without driving home, like, repeatedly the idea that it's a small risk. Right. Just take in the number for Johnson & Johnson, one in a million for this particular blood clot issue. Right. AstraZeneca, 1 in 100,000. Right. Okay. Right now, based off of the people that are currently getting vaccinated, okay, which we are prioritizing higher risk people, right? Like we were vaccinating older people and things like that, right? Right. It's estimated that in the United States, 1 in 10 of those vaccinated people probably would have gotten COVID. Okay. Out of the ones we vaccinated so far. Right. And out of those people that would have gotten COVID, 1 in 100 would have died. Right. Right.
1: So, better to get vaccinated. The risks of vaccination are, like, just, like, a little bit mathematically better. <laughs> they're, they're a lot of it mathematically
0: better. A lot of it, okay? Yeah, but
1: sometimes math hides gut truth, you know? And my gut truth is telling me that George Soas is trying to kill us all. <laughs> God damn it. Sorry. <laughs> I, couldn't, not, I couldn't get through that one. <laughs> so, first of all, I would say
0: that, you know, if you are a person persuaded by math... Right. The math says the vaccine is much safer in terms of what it does for you than it is dangerous in terms of side effects. Sure. Okay? So that's math. But also, if you're not persuaded by math, there are two other approved vaccines in the United States of America. Right. Both of which do not appear to have this problem.
1: Yeah, they're just wrecking
0: ass. Okay, so, hey, great. I think that this temporary pause and all of this discussion... Is focused about getting information out and trying to be transparent. Right. Okay. And one group that I think that this information is going toward is like doctors. Right. And people who get the Johnson & Johnson vaccine. Right. Okay. Namely, that symptoms of this kind of clotting issue seem to crop up between day six and day 13.
1: What is a symptom besides like fucking keeling over or something?
0: Right, so uh, like blurry vision or something. And blurred vision, an intense headache that lasts for a long time. Mm. I would say pretty significant, lasting abdominal discomfort. Uh. Right. and if your like leg muscles or like your legs end up hurting for a while. Right. So it's just like, I think people should be on the lookout for those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. And they should contact their doctor. I mean, if they got the Johnson Johnson vaccine. If, right. If you didn't get the Johnson Johnson vaccine and, like, your legs hurt because you took a hike for a long time the right. other day, like, that's why. You know? If you
1: have blurry vision and long headaches, <laughs> you should still contact the yeah, doctor. Yeah, th- that's though, probably a good idea. Just less related specifically to a vaccine that you didn't have. Right. And the important
0: point, then, is tell your doctor, like, oh, hey, Johnson Johnson vaccine. Right. And then now, a week later, I'm having blurry vision. Right. Right. And then the doctor now knows because of all of this information going out right hey this might not be like regular blood clotting right okay that's particularly important for like the astrazeneca one because one of the things you would do if someone had blood clotting might be to give them heparin right and in this particular case giving them heparin might be a very particularly bad idea right so Being armed with all this information, and having doctors kind of know what's out there and everything like that, I think that that just broadly makes all of us safer. Right. Um, So I think it's a good thing. Usually it's bad to be open,
1: but (laughs) in this one case, it's good.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Yes. It is still mysterious why adenovirus vaccines might be causing any of those issues. Yeah. There are some hypotheses out there. Okay, so we're not totally in the dark. Mm Mm-hmm. But it's going to take a little bit of time to yeah. figure things out, okay? So, you know, I think, realistically, Johnson & Johnson vaccine is probably going to be unpaused before we have an answer exactly as to why. Right. I think we'll start rolling it back out again. Yeah. We
1: might change who gets it, maybe. Right. Um, All children. <laughs> yeah. I mean, babies, because they don't have a soul to you're two. Holy shit. <laughs> so, like, worst case scenario, one croaks, it's like, whoop, get a new one. So I think the last thing that I want to say, completely ignoring what you just said. um, (laughs) Just by saying you've ignored it, you've not ignored it. Is that uh, the rareness of this
0: kind of brings up an extra point, which is I've seen some people say like, oh, the clinical trials were rushed and that's why this wasn't caught. Right. Okay. In clinical trials, we do not test a million people. Right. And, you know, statistically, even if we had tested a
1: million people, you might not have gotten one. Would you test 100,000 people? No, I don't think so. Okay, okay. Not usually. So even AstraZeneca is not a naughty boy. Well, they are naughty, but for, like, different reasons. But you could still miss it, right? right? right, Like So,
0: basically, I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, clinical trials are not where you catch things like this ever. Right. The place where you catch things like this are by having a monitoring system set in place to always be watching... For patterns to crop up. Right. Which is what we do for all vaccines. Right. And have been doing for decades. Okay, so this is
1: exactly the system working for vaccines, right? Like People just have a hard time dealing with randomness, right? I mean, like, it's clear from the MCU that there's a certain statistical likelihood. In fact, it's more than 50% likely that you will have an Iron Man in your part of the multiverse. Now, we don't have one yet. But that's not because we won't get an Iron Man, right? That's just because of the randomness of quantum tunneling. At some point, we'll have an Iron Man. It's not this particular universe yet. It's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, it bears some resemblance to that iron man's worse uh the kree empire uh uh, no captain marvel (laughs) who just is powerful i was gonna say superman but he's in the dc universe captain marvel's powerful i know but she like got alien teched up right like like who was just born all magically ripped in the mcu i guess probably some x-men right like x-men in general yeah well we've stumbled a little bit away from the beaten path here so yeah. let's, let's get back to that beaten path and let's let's beat up let's beat a little bit harder you know <laughs> <laughs> um, let's beat this path dude. yeah well okay so I, I guess
0: in any case what I'm trying to say in that last point is this is the system working right you know in terms yeah. of us finding out about this right. Something that is a one in a million chance isn't something that comes up any other way besides us just always being careful. Right. So broadly speaking, I I think that that basically wraps up the whole idea here, right? right? There are these rare kinds of blood clots that are happening. It's not even like regular blood clots. Yeah. Um, It's not like regular blood clots. It's kind of these much more rare versions of blood clots that might need different kinds of treatment or something. Freaky. Freaky. But, yeah. Science say.
1: works, baby. Yeah? Yeah. Keep it up, you know? <laughs> thank you. This is where I'd like to thank Sean. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> you know, who does science. Uh, that's true. Although yeah. not making yeah. COVID vaccines. Although, you know, I was listening to Michio Kaku the other day, and he said something beautiful, which is that we all make science because we... Uh, in our bodies, um, <laughs> these thi- you know cells, right? And they they take chemicals and put them together. And, and on some level, they've got to be quantum, God. right? There's like strings in there or something. I, I don't really understand Michio Kaku. <laughs> <a> fucking physicist. <laughs> but the point is that we're all science on some level. Great. Yeah. All right.
0: <laughs> well, well, everyone, <laughs> let's say thank you to Stacy Song, our sound lord, engineer, and uh, animator.
1: Yeah. Thank you, Stacy. Woo! And thank you, Brian, for
0: ah! Yeah, Ooh! great. Yeah. We're on Twitter, at Dish Podcast. We have a Gmail address, PetriDishPod at gmail.com. We uh, also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash PetriDish. Based on this episode, I'm not sure why, but if you wanted to
1: give us like a buck a month.
0: This is a good, hot, hot content. <laughs> you could do it.
1: Okay. Right now, I'm, I'm rubbing Sean's belly like he's a Buddha, and that's for good luck. So, <laughs> you know, give us money. <laughs> Support your local shrine, you know. Uh, eat the mouse. <laughs> <laughs> the dakimbas. <donkey mouse? laughs> you gonna have a meal? That's Korean for uh, have a good meal. <laughs> Cut down. All right. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! <laughs>
0: we gotta edit that one out. Mom's <laughs> gonna be mad. Dude. I fucked up. Yeah. All right, everyone. We will see you next time. <laughs>
1: It's